Well, hello, boys and girls, sports fans and assorted waves and strays. It's Den here from Diginomica. It's the end of the second day of TechEd, SAP TechEd for that matter, Barcelona 2019. And I'm here with our good friend... Dick Hirsch, who this has become a bit of a tradition, hasn't it? Dick? It has, it's, it's, it has, it's, if it's not me, it's John, and yes. we do this kind of rap thing where we talk about you know all sorts of stuff and everything in the world. Yeah, yeah. Do we do we ever solve world peace? I don't think we quite. Not yet. Yeah, no, no. Okay. So just to sort of kick this off, um, I came here with an open mind, having uh, watched the Las Vegas keynote from the cheap seats and thinking, my goodness, that's a flat performance if I ever saw one. And the, the keynote, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, very, very different to keynotes that I've yes. attended for the last 10 years or so. And I thought, whoa, this um, is different. And I detected... Different, different in a bad way or different in a good way? Um, different, different. Um, in the sense that... I described it this way. I said it looks to me like a reboot, the start of a reboot for, for TechEd, in the sense that there was much more talk about uh, things that you would normally expect to hear at a Sapphire. Yes. They tried to put a developer spin on it, but it didn't kind of come off in Vegas particularly, at least not to me. I was asked many, many times, hey, when are you going to do a, a give your impressions of TechEd? And I said, well, I don't think that that's fair to do because it looks to me like a, almost like a rehearsal for Barcelona and possibly for Bangalore. Um, and so I, I kept quiet. And so I turned up here with open mind. Uh, but also in the knowledge that um, SAP is facing some incredible challenges. And um, so I attended the the keynote, as I know that you did. Yeah. You were at the front, I was, I was at the back. I always sit at the back because then I can see the audience, I can see the yeah. reaction. It's harder to do when you're at the front. And when Jürgen asked, you know, how many people have been here before, there was a few hands went up. How many have been here for the first time? Quite a few hands went up. Which is a good sign. Which is a good sign in itself. But then when he talked about some of the things that that they, he did in terms of, you know, the, the whole sort of end-to-end -end process thing, as though this is wonderful, the audience really didn't seem yeah, to get it. But, but I mean, it's sort of like a, a return to topics that they've had, that they dealt with, what, 10 years ago, the, the importance of, of process. Okay, and I think that's always interesting um, in that if you look back, the old BPX community and things like that. So it's, so the, the realization that developers have to be process aware, mm. I think that went away somewhere the last five years and now they're trying to bring it back. And I think it was also interesting seeing the strong focus on ERP. Maybe they didn't mention it, but it was it was always sort of always sort of there. In the period 10, 10, 2010 through to twenty fourteen, there was a lot of criticism for, of SAP because it was so focused on technology. Yeah, the whole Hana thing. Hindsight's a beautiful thing, of course. And so you're right. The the process story just disappeared. The integration story just disappeared. But last month, SAP got absolutely hammered at DSAG about the business of integration, right? Mm -hmm. And 
um, this is a story that's been going on for a long time. We wrote about it uh, at Sapphire when John spoke with DSAC people saying that integration must be a priority. Um, Christian Klein turned up there. Michael Klein and I turned up at DSAC and basically got beaten up verbally mm-hmm. about that. The, the, you know, the DSAC members said, you know, integration must be priority. And um, I, I managed to spend time with Christian about that topic, and Jürgen talked about it, but at the moment they're only talking about data integration, yeah? Fine, good, awesome. But process integration is where the money is, and it's always... Yes, but I mean, do, do, yeah. you, do you think they're that far yet? I mean, because remember, we have to, in terms of the historical development evolution, they have all these applications now that they have acquired. And of course, I mean, the acquisitions were, what, the last five years? And so processes, if you take a look at, I mean, they've always said it, it goes across the boundary of one particular application. Okay, it could be a piece here, a piece there, and you're right. It, it's not just the, the data, which is important. You have to look at it at the, the next level above that. <laughs> yeah, and again, Jürgen put up this process integration story where he talked about the four big ones. Uh, what is it? Procure to pay. Uh, I've gotten somewhere. Yeah. Um, but again, the problem there is that, yeah, you can say procure to pay and it crosses all sorts of boundaries and it brings other applications in and yada, yada, yada. But that doesn't tell you the whole story by any stretch of the imagination. Um, at least not from where I'm sitting. I, I, I believe that if you want to talk end to end, you have to essentially say, my strategic direction is X and that is represented by Y products produced by Z people in A factories in these locations and and then those have all sorts of processes and it comes out the end at a number because that's how it ends up doesn't it It ends up in a planning forecast or a budget forecast or something along those lines I didn't see that yeah Um, and there are processes involved all all along the way yeah but I think I mean what's important to remember as well is that there is there might be a standardized sort of perfect process that but each customer will have its own flavor yeah I think that's the one challenge is how do you build a process so that if if a, a customer has a certain differentiating factor, they can include that. And that's the challenge. I think they realize that, but it's not something that, that's easily easily solved. I think that what I think if the, it, my personal view is that if if they said first of all, if they said two things, you know, which processes from an end-to-end perspective can we integrate horizontally um, and it will apply across every industry. There have to be processes that do that. I mean, they talk today about timesheet, for instance, as a service. Yeah, I mean, that just goes everywhere for all practical purposes. Um, Then you, to me, then you break it down by industry because, yes, there are industry-specific processes that, again, they talked extensively about uh, oil and gas, for example. Mm Mm-hmm. That's an easy one. It's a hegemony, for God's sake. You know, there's only so yeah. many oil companies in the world. It's relatively easy. But other industries are much harder, and I agree that they're much harder. But, you know, SAP has this history of supporting, what is it, 23 or 25 industry verticals? But it hasn't had any real development in any of those verticals for a long time. And so they're having to almost start from scratch again, even though they've got the, the, the process knowledge, because they sit within ECC already, right? Man. But they're having to shift all this stuff elsewhere so that they can get to the to the nirvana of giving customers 80% of what they need and allowing them then to develop yeah. the 20%. Yeah, but I mean, I think what we have to, to realize as well is that that process knowledge is really the treasure chest that they have, because no one else has that knowledge. It might be stored in in four 
or five or ten different applications, but at least it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the question is, is, is whether the employees that have that deep knowledge are still in the company, and I don't know. No, they're not. They're, 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 well, that's a, a very broad statement. I had that conversation with Hasso three years ago, and he agreed that it was a mistake to let those people effectively wither over time. And he, he also said, he said, we have to find a way of being able to bring some of those folk back or bringing new people in who have deep subject matter expertise Man. in order to move these things forward. Because while many, many processes are common and will remain common for years to come, as businesses change and as things become more service oriented, the business models themselves change, which requires a different approach to the way in which you understand a specific process. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we've we've been talking about sort of the 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 shift in terms of the focus on on process, mm. in terms of that the the keynote talked about more process or talked about more process than previous keynotes. But sure. actually, but actually, that might not be a bad thing because that process knowledge is where they have their differentiated factor. Mm. That's sort of their plus because I mean, if you take look at the technology yeah but the, that process knowledge no one else has mm. and so that's one reason why they, they might have emphasized it mm. as well mm. I was also asked you know what was my view about innovation at this particular conference and, and initially that my, my take was well there hasn't there is there isn't really any innovation going on here there's a lot of aspiration but there's not, not a mm. huge amount going on at least it, it didn't come across that way in, in the keynote and um, but I've since changed my mind on that and I think that, there, that this has been two tech heads running in parallel mm-hmm. one is for media and analyst consumption yeah. who are being told this is what we're doing and here's roughly where we're going and here's the rough roadmap uh, view and then there's a developer garage of course. in the main hall which to SAP's credit first of all is bigger than I've ever seen before but secondly is right at the, right at the entrance to that hall right. as opposed to right at the back of the hall right. which gives SAP the best opportunity of being able to attract developers who may be interested in it and I saw right. pretty packed sessions there with people that you and I know over the years very active in mentoring folk into right. understanding um, different approaches and what's ca- what is doable and what's capable and so on so all of that is all of that I think is is good um, the community talk lounge was very interesting for me because that was a much more broad approach to um, the developer community which is necessary uh, not just about code snippets and all that sort of yeah. malarkey um, but things like you know how, how do I better understand what, what a business process looks like for instance right. uh, you know it, it, and so I, I, I was a, I was a lot more um, positive I suppose is the word once I'd been through that I spent more time on the show floor this year than I have at any other time precisely because I wanted to get clear in my mind what was really going on here um and having spoken to folk like uh, Gunter today, uh, who has the whole um, cloud platform story there, having spoken to Sven Deniken, who's got the whole S4 thing, who I've known for many, many years, having spoken to others that I've known for a long, long time, and seeing how their roles are evolving and how they're responding to that actually leaves me feeling a lot more positive about 
where SAP is going from a development standpoint than I did from coming out from the keynote where it wasn't at least desperately clear to me what developers ought to be thinking about. I mean, for me, I think what became... Sorry, that was a speech. (laughs) What what became clear for me just in terms of the, the developers is is an awareness that I hadn't seen before that SAP, at least in terms of the cloud platform, should concentrate on the SAP ecosystem mm. that wasn't there before. Mm. And I think Gunther said one of the things, it was opinionated. That means that in, in the past, they were trying to boil the ocean. They were trying to bring in all developers to the cloud platform. And now I think they've realized that's not the way to go. Their focus is on the ecosystem, is on SAP. Mm. So I think they're concentrating on that. And if you see how they're now working with um, the, the hyperscalers in terms of the developer relations, mm. it's much more nuanced than it was in the past. They have different evangelists looking at different hyperscalers, for example. So I think they're they're learning as they're they're, they're sort of evolving. Which but there's going to be challenges there, though. So I mean, if we take the example of AWS, AWS has some real world-class cloud logistics processes that it runs. Okay. SAP really ought to co-op that stuff. It really ought to. There's no reason for it to build it, quite frankly. Um, now, why would I say that? And that's it's pure, pure experience in the sense that you know we spend a lot of time buying stuff from Amazon, and the reason that I do it is not just because of product selection. Because I mean, they've got great you know store selection on the planet, but because they are they reliably deliver when they say they're going to deliver. And if I'm on Prime, for instance, I'm going to get it within 24 hours most of the time. Yeah, right. That's a huge advantage, huge advantage over just about everybody else that it, it, I don't think is as well understood as, yeah. as, it, as it could be. But, I mean, that would be if, if you want to use that, then you would pick AWS as your hyperscaler. And so it's the, it's the, thing, it's the thing that I think SP is, is, is realizing is that if the customer has a certain specific need, which is best solved by a, partif- by a particular hyperscaler, Mm. Then the customer will go to that hyperscale and you yeah, have yeah. to support it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, so that's one thing. And the other thing is that these hyperscalers will be developing content that may compete with what SAP has mm. as they sort of evolve as well and mm. they move from infrastructure service up the the, the the food chain they will be competing at some point mm. with BW mm. functionality and stuff mm. like that and that's something that SPS to has they have to evolve as well and mm. I think they're trying to do that I was also um, heartened by the fact that um, a company called Derla which um, I profiled last year and they've been on an S4 uh, journey for a few years now and they are an SAP first but not SAP only house. I profiled them last year and I I heard that they were coming this year so I I took the opportunity to get an update from them. I was quite heartened by the fact that they're taking on technology that SAP knows it isn't baked yet, like the whole SAC thing. Um, they said, oh, you know, we've displaced Tableau for SAC. I said, but hang on. And they said, yeah, we know it's not functionally, it's not functionally uh, there yet. But we see benefits in doing that right now um, in the expectation that we will see the functional stuff right. come at a point in time, which will be, it will be fine. It's, it's okay. That's brave. That really is brave. In other words, I'm going to sacrifice some functionality today in order to have that um, 
single integrated approach Man. tomorrow. Man. And it's, wow, awesome. Um, and I think, I mean, for me, going back to sort of your comment on, on S4, I thought it was really interesting seeing how the messaging regarding on-premise S4 is getting more nuanced as well. In the past, it was sort of like if you have on, on-premise, it's sort of like not your, not your second-class citizen, but there was always a comparison between on-premise and cloud, and cloud was always better. And I think that's much that's this this discussion has become a little bit more flexible in terms of helping the customers on the S4 environment in the on-premise. I think that's a lot better. It's yet yeah, cloud first, but I think there's there's not the bad taste if you're on-premise anymore. Here's here's the issue. SAP understood very clearly that a significant proportion of its customers were not going to move to the cloud anytime soon for certain critical processes. Right. Okay. And industries, yeah. And industries. But the problem is that they were afraid to make those statements and explain why right. when the rest of the market seemed to believe that it was going to be cloud everywhere, right? Yeah. Now, over the last year, I think the industry as a whole, in particular media and analysts, have, have finally realized that we're going to live in a hybrid world for quite some considerable time right. to come, probably at least the next five to ten years. <laughs> Therefore, SAP can confidently make those, right. those statements, knowing that it's not contradicting the market. Right. Now, should SAP contradict the market where it's appropriate to do so? I absolutely believe that it should. Think about it. When R3 came out, it was the only um, product that offered a suite of processes that you could deliver in a client-server environment. Nobody was delivering anything in client-server. It was all mm. mainframe. And everybody said to, to SAP, you're mad. Mm. Guess what? SAP won. And they won, won to the extent where, despite all of the problems that we see, despite all the issues that we, that we hear about, at the end of the day, um, excuse me, just one moment. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, um, they're still supreme when it comes to back office. You know, they're not going to be beaten. Not anytime no. soon. So I think that where SAP could usefully learn a lesson here is when it listens to customers and when it realizes that things are, are a certain way, not because customers are wrong, um, even when it appears to contradict what the broader general market is saying, dig your bloody heels in. To mm. Tell the market, no, I'm sorry, this is not this is not the way it is, and there are very good reasons. Da -da 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 -da. No. In one sense, it's almost like SAP has this incredible history, this incredible strength, incredible success that's afraid to talk about, which is mad. Mm. Anyway, that's... I mean, I thought another topic which was interesting was the emergence of um, RPA, because I mean, in the past, this is the first real ticket where RPA really is everywhere. You mm. hear it, you saw the keynotes, you see it in a lot of products, and mm. I thought that was interesting how fast that changed. Well, RPA has been around, as you, you and I know, for what, seven or eight years now, um, and it certainly became popular 2016, 17, 18 in right. in in certain in certain areas. Um, 
now it's popular in the in the SAP community. But I think the way that they're talking about it is actually very pragmatic and right in the sense that they're limiting the discussion to mundane, repetitive, simple yeah. tasks instead of saying that it's a band-aid. Well, not band-aid. It's it's it's, it's, it's not a root a root cause solution by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, so I, I do like that, but you like it for other reasons. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it was in, interesting because it's in terms of how um, how SAP is supporting it, because they own the whole stack, I think they have a better ability to have RPAs which are don't break as easily as if they're UI based. Okay. And I think that's interesting. And also, what's what's interesting is that for the, the cloud platform, it's part of the the process stack, mm. so it's associated directly with the processes. So it's not isolated, but it's sort of built into the services that they already have in there. So it delivers instant business value for those people who want to take advantage of it. Yes. And I mean, during the the, the one thing that I liked at the at the Akino was the one spotlight demo, which is basically where they show. Um, the RPA really going and looking at sort of how the 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 um, the transactions are, are, are being used, mm. and I thought that was interesting. Really looking at the the usage and being able to say, okay, this is the this is the process that's being that's being um, used a lot. Why don't we try and redo it in RPA? And because they have the underlying transaction knowledge, they can do that more easily. And I mm. thought that was a good demo. Mm. Mm. What advice would you be giving SAP at this moment in time? I think with the idea that they have to be realistic. Mm. They have to be realistic in terms of what they offer and in terms of the strengths that they have. They can't boil the ocean. Um, mm. And I think um, they just have to, to, to look at sort of where the ecosystem is and work with them to sort of move ahead. Mm. I mean, and it's, if you're talking about the, um, the cloud platform, talk to developers, have partners move over to that um, platform. Um, and I think um, it's also important that they have to bring a little bit of the, of the fun factor back in. There was no fun, not this year, or at least not in the keynote. Let's put it that not, way. Not in the keynote, and I think that's. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say why it's so serious, but I think it has to be in terms of the the ticket as a conference. It has to be sort of a fun developer experience. Mm. It's not the sapphire, mm. and I think that would be in terms of the the ticket. That would be one thing that 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 I would I would say should should be um, sort of. I wouldn't say bring bring back the the old style, but just try to make a little bit more loose in, in terms of behavior. In, in tr- Go ahead. They had a they had a little corner where they were doing little mini hackathons, right? Yeah. But there was no demo jam, there was no inner jam. Um, I asked Craig Schmehill who who runs all that stuff, I said, oh, why haven't a demo jam? Oh it's on a hiatus at the moment. It's like oh, okay. We did we didn't really get into that, but I mean demo jam for me was always one of the highlights. You could always fill the room. Yes. And always always fun. Um Heck, you and I even worked on one years ago, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> I don't know whether that was fun, but we were years ahead of our time. We but but in, in terms of other things that, I mean, I think the the focus on hyperscalers mm. is 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 getting better because because I think they're aware that SAP has to exploit what the hyperscalers can can really bring to the table rather than trying to do everything themselves. Well, hex dead, isn't it? 
it's dead. It's dead. I mean, you know, it's a nice idea at the time, but AWS, Google Cloud, Microsoft Azure, they're they're the winners. That's it. And and I'm I'm glad to see that they've um, aligned with all three of those because it gives customers choice. Oh, AliCloud, yeah, of course. Uh, It gives customers choice, but it also gives them the ability to mix and match where it makes the most sense. Yeah, but I mean, customers are are going to look at their scenarios and based on their experience, based on the functionality that they need, they're going to choose the hyperscaler that is best, um, the best fit. Mm. And I think SAP has to support customers on that journey. And if they want to have S4 on AWS or on GCP, great. They have to support them there. And I mean, and I think we have to, to look at in terms of the hyperscaler support. It's not only S4 on those environments. It's also bringing the cloud platform onto those environments. Mm. And it's always the, the combination of what a hyperscaler brings in functionality mm. with what the SAP application provides. Mm. Um, and one we haven't talked about is Apple, who had a little stall on the show floor. I thought... I didn't go see it out. Okay, okay. You know, who would have ever thought that you'd see Apple on an SAP show floor for developers? You you wouldn't expect to see that. I don't think so, anyway. Would you? Would you expect to see I mean, it's, it's mobile comes in, it goes. I mean, yeah, yeah. it was, it was uh, hyped a lot, but um, it's now, it, it, it's sort of gone into the background again. Okay, okay. Um, what else are you walking away from this conference with in your own mind? Hmm. Um, reluctant optimism. Reluctant optimism? <laughs> because, oh because I, I think they're, they're more, I think SAP is more aware that they have to do sort of, they have to, they have to be aware that they're not perfect. Mm. Okay? Mm. And they have weaknesses and they have strengths. Mm. Okay, and I think they really have to be be aware, and I think that that awareness is there, which that the weaknesses exist, mm. and they have certain areas which they're really strong, and they should move to, towards those those areas. Mm. And in the past, I think they wanted to do everything, mm. and they they weren't able to do that well. Mm. And I think now they're sort of saying, okay, we're the other people have we we don't we can't offer infrastructure as a service. Mm-hmm. Our platform, Neo, was good, but there are things which are better, Cloud Foundry. Mm. And so I think they're they're evolving, mm. and I think they're aware that they can go external, mm. and when something exists that's better on the, the outside world, mm. then they take that. If something is being a standard, mm. you're sort of like the, the, one, the one comment that you had in your blog post regarding not in my... Not, in, not invented here, yeah. Yeah, not, not invented here. Yeah. So I mean, so it's. I think that is is becoming more and more sort of present. If something is better external, then they go external. Yes, I I really hope that over the course of the next year or so, that the mindset that I'm seeing from seasoned SAP executives who have moved forward um, gets down into the the layers where it, it's really important for it to be. Uh, because not invented here has been a cancer, as far as I'm concerned, with the company for a long, long time. Uh, prevented them from preventing them from just uh, being able to step forward in the areas where they have tremendous strength um, and alienating people along the way. If I'm honest. Mm. So yeah, I think I think so. But um, how many times do we come to these events and say? 
well, we've come to these conclusions, but we'll have to wait and see. It's, I mean, it's, it's always the, the, it's always we always say that basically because I mean it's it's a constant constant evolution. Yeah. Um, but I can say that I'm more positive today after having two days of conversations than I was at the after the keynote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I was probably with you. I mean, at the, the end of the keynote, it was like, oh, God. yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I actually departed from my usual practice because normally what I usually do is uh, the keynote is, it, it does what it does and everybody's sort of tweeting around it and blah, blah, blah. I do a Q&A and then normally I'll crash out a piece of content at right. that point. I chose not to do that. I chose to spend time on the show floor. I chose to spend time with executives and uh, a couple of customers to see what they were doing and then try and assess from there what my what my impressions really are rather than just letting my own confirmation bias right. kick in. Yeah, but I mean, I thought it was interesting. There was a Q&A after the keynote and there were some pretty pretty tough questions, technical questions. Yes. Like regarding the, the, the microservices where analysts, Jürgen responded and then analysts responded back, well, give me details. And I mean, I think that an executive would be that like Jürgen was able to go in and provide technical details isn't always the case. Well, I, I, okay, there, I think there are good reasons for that. I mean, first of all, Jürgen's only been in, in post for a short period of right. time, right? Second thing is Jürgen is not desperately experienced with SAP, if truth be known, not at this level anyway. Um, <clears throat> and I think that that gets expressed through what I was told about his meeting meeting with the, the SAP mentors, where the mentors were, were saying, well, you need to do this, 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 and this. And he was coming back and saying, well, give me examples. So clearly he doesn't know, right? Yeah, but at the one Q&A, he did have a response. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Um, so, I mean, it's it, it, it depends on, on where it's where coming from. Yeah. And I mean, but at least he was able to respond at a at, at that level, technical level, rather than not being able to answer or calling someone else on the stage. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Because, um. I mean, it, it's sort of, it's a it's a generational thing. And that's one thing that I really noticed is that you saw at this tech it, a lot of new faces. Mm. Um, mm. And new faces at higher levels of management. Mm. Mm. And so that was interesting, seeing how these people responded mm. to uh, Q&A. And then there was the One Technology Summit that was also interesting, where you had a lot of executives come and talk about their particular area. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, it's just getting to know these individuals that are relatively new in their posts. The post, the post keynote techn- uh, um, Q&A, I sensed a, a significant degree of frustration among the people who are asking questions. Oh, why was that? Well, because the, the, there was a there was a clear thread that ran through a lot of those questions. There was a lot of, essentially, that could have been a good half of that Q and A could have been just one pass, one person asking, repeat, not necessarily repeat, but follow on question after another after another, from a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I heard it, um, which which is somewhat unusual because usually this, the questions go all over the place and they didn't yeah. they, they, that didn't happen this time round. So, but I think you know he, he he came out of it pretty well and he. He was smiling at the end of it, so... Oh, is it a good sign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he hung around and he yeah. spoke to people. In fact, his, I mean, his own mind had basically kicked him out of the room. It's, it's, right. He wanted to hang on talking. 
Um, so clearly he's um, he's in he's in re- good receptive mode. We'll see what, how he looks in about a year's time. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's a lot of these. I wouldn't say new executives, but new people in the posts that we dealt with. Mm. I think they're receptive. I mean, yeah. it, they they're they're asking a lot of questions. What do you think yeah. about this topic or things like that? Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. also a good sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're walking away reluctantly optimistic. That's a new one. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's the fact that when you, when you take a look at sort of sort of the event. Um, I was hoping to sort of say, okay, SAP, uh, it's 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 a little bit stagnant. But um, now being a little bit more optimistic, and maybe that's sort of the nostalgia for the past that makes it reluctant. Now it's funny you should say that because a lot of what I call the old timers, people like you and me. And in the sense of our experience with this company and the fact that we've had a continuum of being able to attend these events, so yeah. we, we, there's a pattern of things that we've seen over the years. <coughs> but, but I'm also cognizant of the fact there's a lot of change with the company at the moment. And not all of it is, yeah. is, is terrific. But what, what I was questioning in my own mind was, is my... Is my desire for the golden age exactly. of, of Vishal in 2028, 20, 9 through to right. 2012, is that coloring the way that I'm looking at exactly. SAP yeah. 2019? And I'm going to have to say yes. Of course. Yeah. But that's okay. Because at least yeah. I understand it. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I said reluctant. Because, I mean, it's like uh, back in the old days that it was this is the way things 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 were and things are changing mm. and maybe it's the acceptance of this change which is difficult um, and that's why you know, I was better way back then and the fact that it's it's it, that's it's still good now and it might be getting better might be difficult to accept I, I, I just had a what I think is a light bulb moment if if there had been an element of fun in in the keynote for instance yeah. and maybe a little bit of mischief of the kind that Bashal used to bring to the Q&A, for example. Yeah. I'd probably be thinking about it differently because that's the thing that I missed more than anything else. Yeah, but is that, is that something that just is with, with the, the old-timers or is that something with the other people who would, would be attending? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I can't answer that question. Um, well, we're going to have to see, aren't we? If we're here next year. Uh-huh, hopefully. Okay. Dave, always good to talk to you. It's 20 past five. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Good. Cheers. Great. Thank Thanks. you. Cheers. Bye. But it's true.